Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach and we're releasing a little early one this week. With obviously Group 1 Racing being back at Randwick this weekend, we thought uh, it'd be good to try and get a jock on and have a little bit of a chat. So I gave Tommy Berry a call during the week to see if he was keen and we just caught up with him uh, this afternoon being Wednesday chatting uh, a couple of the stories we had Tommy on the very beginning when we first started the podcast a long, long time ago, where we talked about Chautauqua and a lot of other things. So we mentioned a couple of old things with Tommy, reminiscing on a few things, and then we look forward to a couple of the horses he's been trialling leading into spring, and a couple of rides for this weekend, and some of the rides he's looking to keep. Whether he keeps the ride on Mask Crusader, or does it go to Pikey, we're not sure, neither is he. He said the Hawks won't tell him until probably a couple of days out from the race, so that's a good one. But um, listen to the chat. It's me, Tom, obviously from the podcast, and Tommy Berry. We shoot the shit for about half an hour. Plenty of look, plenty of info leading into spring, if that's what you like. And we'll also be releasing, obviously, a normal podcast previewing Randwick and the meeting this weekend, probably tomorrow night. So enjoy. Here is Tommy Berry. All right, we welcome back Tommy Berry, who originally came onto the show a couple of years ago now, one of the first guests, especially jockey-wise, mate, and um, so you got yourself some new merch. How's that going? Yeah, no, it's going pretty good. It seems to be pretty popular. Um, a lot of the NRL boys have gotten around, especially from the Raiders. I know a fair few of them quite well, so um, now the guys at Stable Stars are doing a good job selling them, and um, yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely taken off better than I thought it would. I think we might have to get, um, get some hats too, and mate... We are we're watching. We know that we're good friends with Joyce. He used to work with him. I used to play a lot of poker with the man, and he's your manager now. What'd you make of him tipping up a hundred and fifty to one on the weekend? Yeah, it'd be nice if we could bet as jockeys. That's for sure. He um, he did well, but um, no, he's he's fitting in really well up there in Queensland. I'm I'm pretty sure yesterday he tipped another one at fifteen dollars. So um, he, he seems to always be able to find some good value. Um, he seems to be able to find a few odds for me at, at big odds as well too many sometimes but um no he does a great job and uh he's hopefully we can get a group one winner over the spring that's what we want and the first thing he sent me straight after that he goes i just want enough vegas next year so he might be away during that towards the end of after autumn next year because he's already worked out that he'll be playing the main event and holiday in vegas so he's done himself a done, done himself a number <laughs> well i only just got back from vegas and i'm keen to get back again so i might go with him how was that any poker uh, no, I'm not really into gambling too much, but I uh, went and saw a lot of the shows and a few big nights out, a couple of the clubs and that. So um, we went to the UFC while we are over there as well. Um, so that was that was awesome. And did they know you were a jockey when you jumped on the bull, Tommy, or uh, did you just sort of wow them when you jumped on the bull? Uh, he asked if I've got any experience and said, no, I've got none at all. So um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then when I got off it, he said, you've got to have some experience. You can't ride a bull like that and not have any experience. So... Uh, told him what I'd done and he said that makes a little bit more sense. How's um how's the brewery going? You still involved with that? Yeah, no, it's still going good. Uh, probably not too far from from selling it. Um, it's getting to a point now where some of the bigger guys are looking to buy us out, which is good, but um, we'll still sit on it for a little bit longer to the, the, the right sort of deal gets done. But um, no, it's going really good. We're, we're really, um, the external beer sales over Queensland, Melbourne and Sydney are starting to really ramp up. So, um, yeah, really excited about the future with that. Love that. 
Um, so we spoke to you a couple of years ago. We're going to just you know, touch on a few things probably we've spoken about. We've got some a lot of new listeners now, and then we'll go into some of the rides leading into spring and your thoughts on them. But you've been riding big races, group one races, a lot of carnivals and stuff for many years. What was it? Do you ever think back to riding Epaulette and what it was like to just, you know, win your first group one, you know, thinking you're 10 feet tall? How was that? Yeah, I was, it's strange looking back that far now because, um, you know, it feels like it's, it's so long ago. Um, but, you know, riding riding him in, in, in a group one and I didn't expect him to win. I, obviously, I was on the, um, the the second pick in the race. Kieran McAvoy was on Albrecht, who was the, yeah. the fancied runner out of the two. And, um, you know, I was just happy to have a ride for Pete in the race. He's, he's been a long-time supporter and a good friend of mine since I was a little kid. Um, so just pleased to get a ride for him and, uh, and, and Dali. But... Um, for him to come out and win, I I knew at that point just that win and who it was for and you know the significance of it um, that that it was hopefully going to take me a long way and it did. Yeah, it was so cool. And I think when we spoke, it wasn't too long after Chautauqua hung up the boots. Um, people still love watching it. I find myself once every couple of weeks still watching the TJ and still watching Chartin and stuff. I don't know if you still do that just to get a bit of the blood going, but. When we think about that, what what would, if you had to what race do you think you've gone back and watched more? The Hong Kong races with Chautauqua or the TJs? Oh, I think he's third TJ Smith. Um, that's one that just still blows me away, even though I was there, I was on him and I won it with him. But watching it, I, I still think to myself, how did he do it? And um, and that's part of the call, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, it just and when he's third one and in the fashion he did and um you know, there were queries on him going into his third TJ Smith, where, whether he's going as well as he had been in previous years leading up to it. But, um, you know, for him to bring out a performance like that, um, I, I think Darren Flindell, you know, he summed it up really well. He, he said it's one of the biggest wins we'll ever see at Randwick and, um, or one of the biggest moments. And, and I, I think that um, is still the case. I think I'm trying to remember this, but the, the win in, in Hong Kong, you had a big night that night, I believe. I think you remember you telling me that. And then you, I think you said that you had to do an interview the next day, but you'd been out all night. Is that right? You did a, had to do a BSB or something like that? Yeah, I was on big, yeah, the big sports breakfast. Um, I think it was, yeah, 6 o'clock in the morning, which might have been, uh, I'm not sure what time it was there, 7 or 8, but I was only in a cab on the way home from Lin Kwan Fong. So um, yeah, I can't really remember doing much of the interview, but I remember getting a call from my father the next morning and he was pretty pretty frustrated and annoyed with me for, um, for doing it, for drinking in the first place because he's uh, he's not very keen on me uh, drinking at all and, yeah. um, and for, for getting on and, and being in that sort of state. But, you know, I'd show the viewers that we're all human. We can all have a bit of fun and you've got to celebrate in, in moments like that. Um, for me, I've always said it's like winning a, you know, I've won plenty of grit ones in Hong Kong, but on an Australian horse, it was like, you know, winning a gold medal for Australia, you know, at the Olympics doing it with, with the whole of Australia watching you was quite incredible. And um, Zach, Zach talks about Chautauqua. And, uh, you form such an affinity with that horse, but Mwanga seems like um, one you can really, really relate with because you've been coming through with it, Tommy. And um, you, you said you said the other day that just no, no one forget about this horse and um, it could have been very easily for the Kellys and New Haven to just send it out to stud, but they wanted to go around for another year. Um, how how big is um, Mwanga going to go this prep, you reckon? And how great is it that we can see Mwanga for another year? Well, I think it's pretty it's 
pretty incredible because obviously Colts like him retired a stud too early now, but um, you know their, their value um, at stud and in the breeding barn to a lot more than what it is on the racetrack. But in saying that the the prize money that's been pumped into New South Wales racing over the last you know four or five years, it, it's it's hard hard to retire him as well. It's um, it's very lucrative, especially for a horse like him. Um, he had a golden eagle he could have run in last year, which which they did miss to to uh, concentrate on a Cox Plate, but. Um, there's even another big race for the five-year-olds coming up this year. So, um, you know, he's he's an exciting horse. I, I keep th- I keep thinking he's sort of reached his peak, but every time he comes back in, he comes back in that little bit stronger, that little bit more switched on. So he has been a late maturer, and um, I, I think the best is ahead of him this preparation. And, um, yeah, so I keep thinking, you know, he's we've reached the peak with him, but um, every preparation he comes in that little bit bigger, that little bit stronger. But it is hard to know exactly how well he's going until race day because you don't see the blinkers on him at all in track work or at all in his trials. His trials are less than exciting, to say the least. Um, but then on race day, he's always performed very well fresh. So um, he meets a, a stronger field, I think, on Saturday than what he, he met last year in the Wink Stakes. Um, but in saying that, he was he, he was quite incredible that day. So um, I think he'll show a really nice bold showing on on the weekend and there doesn't look to be a lot of pressure in the race. So you might find him a lot closer than he usually is. So there's a good chance. He's a good chance to go back to back. Good win last year. Um, before we get into a couple of other horses, I'm trying to just double check on a few things. So when I asked you the biggest pest or the most annoying person, you said Clipperton. Is that still the case? Yeah, it is. Um, there's you know, Surely the there's some new apprentices or something getting like balls of steel in there. Yeah, Dylan Gibbons, he's he's yeah. he's loves a chat, you know, he's he's up and about, he's only young and um he's enjoying starting to ride in the city now. He's a great young kid. So uh, I wouldn't say he's a pest, but um, you know, he's um he, he's up and about, he's definitely he's busy. Um but you know, Regan Ballas, when he's had a good day, he's 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 quite annoying at, at times, but when he's had a bad day, um, you don't hear a peep from him. So you get a bit of both from from Reggie. Um, but no, it's a it's a good jockey's room. He's only getting better. Um, we've got some young guys coming through, and then um, the spring's only around the corner. So you get the boys like Melam and Zara. They're always good fun. They, they they'll come up from Melbourne and, and Damien Oliver and the like. So um, I guess uh, Craig Williams. Everyone knows that he likes uh, yeah, he likes chat. So um, underwater. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So having him in the rooms always. Always a bit of banter as well. So it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to the spring with them boys coming up. It's funny you say that when they talk when they've been winning, and it's the same in literally anything. Anyone that could have been winning on a Saturday, you won't, they won't shut up. If they've done their ass, they're going to be quiet. It's the same thing when, like, I always bring things back to poker. If someone's got a lot of chips in front of them, they won't shut up. If someone's got no chips in front of them, they won't, they'll give you a bad look and they'll be pissed off. So it, I think it relates to a lot of things. Um, human nature, isn't it? Yeah, so a pretty, we went pretty in depth last time we spoke or a couple of years ago about how the treatment of jockeys on social media and the way that you've learned to deal with it and you know others that have had to sort of come through the ranks and stuff. So I remember you spoke, everyone's got an opinion, everyone puts money on me, but when it comes to like abuse and stuff, you're, you're more than happy for people to say, you know, shit ride, shouldn't have done that, that's fine, they can have an opinion. But when it gets to like violent and saying, you know, you should die and all that stuff, you know, crazy stuff that you read on social media, right? So do you still cop that abuse? Have you learned another way to deal with it? Do you speak to other young jockeys who are coming through how to deal with these sort of things? Yeah, look, I still deal with it the same way. Uh, I don't really take much notice of them. But, yeah, it does hurt a little bit when they when people bring your family into it. That's just human nature once again. Um, but, 
you know, people talking about bad rides. Oh, I copped it again on the weekend uh, about a few of them, which is fine. Um, you know, this, this, the, the, there's a couple of rides on the weekend I wasn't happy with. So, um, you know, that's like I said, if I had my money on, and you know, I'd be really frustrated as well. And um, you know, so I completely understand that. That's that's their livelihood they're putting on. And you know, there's some people we don't know what what they're going through, whether they're got a gambling problem and they're struggling to put food on the table for their their, their kids, and and they're trying to win back what they've lost. It's always tough. But um, as I said, when you bring someone's family into it, then that's that's personal. And you know, we've all got a job to do, and whether it's a jockey or footy player. Uh, or anything of the like, uh, even a trainer. Um, we don't go out there intentionally, you know, you know, trying to ride a bad race or underperform. Um, but at the end of the day, you're on horses. Uh, anything can happen. They've got their own minds, and you can't control what goes around you in a race. What goes on around you in a race. So um, there's a lot of avenues in it, in our riding. What you know, a lot of people don't understand, but um, and and we don't expect them to understand either. But um, yeah, when it comes to abuse and that, I think there's a, a very fine line of, you know, how far you can take it. So with your, like, seniority, we know that in rugby league and other sports, they go through training on new kids that are starting and all that sort of stuff. Like, do you ever speak to the young jocks that are sort of coming towards the metros about dealing with that other stuff or do they ever bring it up or having to deal with that? Do you take it up on yourself, you and the other boys that have been around forever, sort of? Yeah, like, it'll come up in the room and that and, you know, a couple of the young guys might say, oh, and I copped it from this or this or that on different forms of social media. And we just sort of laugh and say, yeah, being there, done that, you know, um, and we've been involved in it a while. But I guess, um, you know, the the kids um, this day and age have probably opened to it a lot more than even when I was younger. You know, I've been writing 15 years now. So social media, you know, say even 10 years ago, um, it wasn't as big or, or especially with that sort of stuff. Um, we weren't, and racing probably wasn't in the limelight as much either, but obviously, as I alluded to before, with the prize money increases and, and Peter Valani's bringing that younger generation into racing, which has been unbelievable, it, it does come with a, a, another side to it. And, and that's, um, you know, the younger generation are, are a lot um, a lot more uh, forthcoming in, in giving their opinions. So, um, and definitely on social media, which they're really good at, which the older generation aren't so much. So um, I just think it's you know, over the last 10 years, especially, the, it's, it's evolved um, quite a bit. And so the, the younger jockeys and the younger generation uh, coming through, they probably had to deal with it a bit more um, than what we had to when we were growing up. And speaking of all that, Tommy, as well, the prize money and the, and all these uh, good young jocks coming through, has it, has it been more competitive? I mean, um, you seen Pikey here now, McDonald's uh, riding better than ever. Um, I know you said you you were disappointed with your um, season last year, but is it just because of the talent at the moment? We've got so many great horses, so many great jockeys. Um, it just seems like um, every, everywhere you look, there's group one winning jockeys in the room. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't... Um it's definitely getting stronger and it has been for the last couple of years with the, the quality of jockeys here. I wouldn't really put down my performance or my results um, to the quality of other riders. I think it's just the way I've um, performed myself. I don't really look at um, my own performances and my own results at the end of the season uh, is to a result of other riders or how competitive it is because that's the environment we're in and that's the environment I choose to be in and, and I want to be, riding against the best and I, I believe I can compete against them. So I'm definitely not going to complain um, a, a, about the quality or the 
you know, how many good riders are in Sydney at the moment, especially, as you said, with the younger guys coming through. I think, you know, two or three or even four years ago, there was a real lapse in apprentices um, coming through. So a lot of the trainers were happy to, to have them riders on, like your heavyweight riders like Nash and Huey and, and uh, the like, you know, and ride them, them extra two or three kilos heavier. But now we've got some good young kids coming through and they're proving themselves quite well on the Saturdays and they did very well over the winter. Um, they're starting to get more opportunities. And um, I, I think even, you know, when you go through the riders, there's riders like Jason Collard and Sam Clipperton, who I think have gone to a new level over the last season. Um, and, and they're uh, jockeys that were probably fifth, sixth, seventh on the list um, last year on the premiership. But you saw Jason Collard run third this year, just ahead of me. Sam Clipperton had his best season yet. Um, and and Brent Abdullah's come back flying uh, since his injury. Um, and then the, the usual guys as well, and, and Tim Clark and Josh Parra, they're just consistent every year. They're always riding well. So um, it, you, you, the list goes on. Um, and, um, you know, Kieran, when it comes to Kieran McAvoy and, and Nash, when it comes to the big races, is is none better than them two when, you know, it comes to the spring and autumn. So I, I think this spring is going to probably be as competitive as it will get. And and I definitely think it's it's, you know, probably the best, group of not even young riders, but riders all around um, that we've seen in a very long time. Um, with Nash as well, what, what did you make of that um, think it over ride in the Queen Elizabeth last year? Is that one of the best riding performances you've, you've seen? Yeah, it just showed his, you know, I think um, it shows with, I think good riders, the best riders will, will take chances and they, they do things in races that some, Riders won't do because they ride a little bit safer and a little bit on the yeah the safer side. But Nash, he's never been afraid to to try something out, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But um, to have the confidence to do stuff like that is something that Nash does, and, and there's plenty of others that do it as well. But that was one on you know the biggest stage, uh, the Queen Elizabeth, one of our biggest prize money races of the the autumn, and and he did it with flying colours and and, and pulled it off. So um, that's Nash down to a T. We saw him do it at Warwick Farm a couple of weeks ago. Uh, where he rode down the outside fence the whole way back down the back straight on one of Matty Dunn's horses um, and, and was victorious in doing so. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting watching Nash ride. Uh, he's competitive and um, he's, he's ultra competitive. So, um, yeah, he's, I'm sure there's a couple, couple more of them rides coming this spring for him. He was oh, just boy. watching your uh, Osborne Bulls Everest uh, effort, wasn't he? That's where he got the idea from. We, we can go over that. I'd be happy. <laughs> That's what... I was literally showing one of my boys in my team at work. I'm trying to teach him a lot more about racing. We got onto the topic of Nash's ride. I went, stopped the meeting, showed that ride. And Darren's call where he just goes, this is interesting. And obviously he comes flying. And then all of a sudden the talk went to Osborne Bulls. Tommy all of a sudden went down the side. And I think you come third, third. Yeah, third. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like amazing. So to have the balls to be able to like just, go the complete opposite so yeah i love that good work tommy i was just thinking about thinking the exact same yeah. thing um what about spring and autumn what do you get more pumped for um hard to say they're both very good now and um the, the spring i always i always look forward to going to melbourne for the spring there's something about melbourne spring carnival it's just it's it's just got a different feeling to it uh, the buzz around melbourne is quite incredible there's nothing like it um but obviously due to COVID, we haven't been there a lot over the last two years. And then the, the, the big races here on some of their big days, like the Everest and the Golden Eagle, um, 
and, and races like that have really kept us in Sydney. So things have changed a lot. I, I think the spring, I think spring is the best. It's just, I do love, you know, Doncaster, Derby, uh, Queen Elizabeth and that uh, over the autumn. Um, it's, it's an unbelievable carnival, but springtime, whether you're here or in Melbourne now, it, it doesn't matter. Um, there's big races, big prize money and, and great riders wherever you go. So um, they're very hard to split, but I, I just lean towards spring just a tiny bit. Just a little bit. doesn't help with the, the big prize money on Everest Day and stuff. No, I think I've had a lot more luck over the autumn, but um, there's a lot more luck to be had hopefully over the spring. Yeah, it's true. Um, what about a horse? What are you most pumped to see during um, coming into spring? Uh, obviously, we see Mwanga on the weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing him come back. Um, I think Jamea's come back in really good order. Um, she, she's yeah. a filly, a man now, I should say, I've had a lot of time for. Um, she's extreme. I galloped her the other week. She trials on Friday. She she could be one out of the box. I, I know she was a group one winner at two, um, but I don't know. I've just got a, a little feeling I could be wrong, but I think she's come back in great order. She's come back a little bit stronger. And the time she ran with me last week without letting the handbrake off was was quite uh, quite pleasing. So yeah. um, she's one I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to the, the races. Um, Russian Conquest, she's drawn a bit awkward on the weekend, but she's come back in really good order. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's some big names there. Um, Mask Crusader, I'm not sure if I'm on him this prep, but I've been on him a couple of times at track yeah. work. And, Pikey, you know, who is it? Well, I don't know. It's either going to be me or Pikey, uh, yeah. but uh, I'm not too sure yet. The, the Hawks team won't tell us probably till a week out from first start. Yeah. What, um, before actually, just bring that up, before I get into the next thing, um, I don't know if you remember, but Tom had a share in Natoya. So whenever, obviously, we just follow frothing on the toy every time one and the I think he was you were on the Queen of the Turf, was that right? The Queen of the Turf, yeah. He was he to say a man was happy be another <laughs> statement. And then James Innes, James Innes winning. Yeah, no, she was a good mayor, wasn't she? But oh, the thing I liked about Natoya was she was unusual. The, her trainer was very unusual, Wendy Roach, and um, you know, the diet that Natoya was on is one that I haven't it's seen. Up, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was She's. I'm looking forward to seeing some of you know her um, what she's got to deliver at start. I think she'll be a great broodmare, That's for sure. Good. Yeah, and, and that just Ranwick uh, Ranwick Mile. She um, ate up as well, and I'd, I'd love seeing you, Tommy, riding a toy from from the back or Chautauqua or even Mask Crusader. Man, like um, you were so close in the Everest last year, um, so and close. it's just her na- uh, his nature just to come out. Um, just a bit after everyone and um, you took what you were given and you rode and you almost ran down the world's best sprinter. Um, how do you look back on that Everest and um, how close you were with Mask Crusader and how um, ha- how do you reckon he can go this year if you are lucky to ride him? Yeah, well, um, I still haven't been able to watch I watched the replay on the day in the room. Uh, I haven't been able to watch it since. Um, <laughs> that was a tough one to cop because, you know, stride after I'm in front and, you know, just the... Uh, them sort of things change your life a little bit, especially with the money that's on, you know, on offer. And uh, you know, to see what obviously what Nature Strip's done since has been incredible. But mm. yeah, it's been one. You know, you'll always go back and watch Group Ones uh, replays of them to see what you could have changed. But that's one I just. I, it's a it's a hard one to cop, hard one to go back and watch. And um, you know, it's incredible. I, I ride horses as well from the back, I think, because I've got a lot of confidence in him, and I had a lot of confidence in him on the day. Um, but yeah, look, he's, he's a hard one to assess, um, until, you know, he, 
I think he's definitely better over the spring than he is in the autumn. Um, and he, he showed that in, in previous preparations. And you could argue that um, Nature Strip's probably a little bit the same. He's, his best racing has been over the, the spring as well. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, he seems to do better then. And, uh, but he, like I said, he feels like he's come back in in good order. If I get a chance to ride him, I, you know, I think he's going to be a great chance. And at 1,200 at Randwick suits him really well. And, um, you know, he's, he's always probably one of the last sprinters to, to step out as well. The Hawks team seemed to, to keep him a little, little bit on the fresh side. All right. So we made some notes on some upcoming horses that you know well. So I just want to we'll go through quickly with them. So Sevenak ran a seventh in the Rosebud. Do you think it was a, a bit disappointing? Like, I think I wrote a step up needs a, is it, it's nommed for a Golden Rose and a Guineas. I think a Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, face value, obviously disappointing watching it, but um, they had him run off his legs a little bit the first furlong and a half, and then they really, you know, took the speed out of the race. He got pulling, and then they took off again. He's more of a, just a free rolling type. He's got to be able to build up his revs, and I just think that yeah. the nature of the way the race was run and the, the way the track raced on the day on speed and close to close to rail uh, was against him. But look look to him to get the 1,400 and a mile. I think that's going to be – you'll see him at his best. Um, Supernovas had a couple of trials. Is that heading towards a cup, Melbourne Cup or something? Yeah, he'll probably head, you know, um, to the uh, the Metrop and then um, on from there, maybe to a Sydney Cup. Um, that's probably the likely um, way he'll go. I'm not too sure 100%. The Hawks team do change their mind quite a bit, but I was really taken with his, his first trial at Warwick Farm in, in a sharp heat. Um, he's a, a stayer that's had a, a good rap on him for a long time. He had an injury at the end of last prep, so... Um, he's had a lot of time off, but he's come back in really good order. An interesting one is Regal Lion. I think he trialed it on board. Like the Kiwi, will Friday be its last trial before resuming? I think it's another one, normally for a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, look, he's, he's a horse. He'll probably step out 14 or a mile first up. Um, so that's why he's going to have another trial. I was quite surprised with how sharp he was um, in, in his first trial. And, and um, I didn't expect that from him. He's a He's a monster of a horse. He's a big boy. Uh, feels like he'll stay all day. And he's definitely one to watch his preparation. Yeah, I like that one. Um, obviously, everyone knows Zaki really well. He's had one trial this prep. And how was he the first time you ever had a sit? Yeah, look, I, I'm first emergency for him. Um, so James definitely get the offer to ride him first and foremost. And um, hopefully he has something else here that he wants to ride because it'd be, it'd be a nice horse to get on. Yeah, look, you don't ride many horses with, with his sort of power and you can feel that as soon as you get on him. He's, he's full of beans and um, his trial was really good the other day. I had the handbrake right on. So he'll have another trial before nice, he heads. Yeah. I think it might have been the tramway or something they said first up. Uh, but he's um, he's in for a really exciting spring, I think, uh, no matter who's on him. What about something like Ringmaster? Yeah, he'll run uh, in the up and coming. I think that's 1,300. Yeah. Uh, might be Saturday week. Um, you know, he's going to have that residual fitness from the, the winter. And I, I had a lot of time for him over the winter, but he was still doing a little bit wrong. Had bad berries uh, when he was in Queensland and always had to go back too far. So, um, you know, 1,300 first up, he's, he'll be primed to run well and um, providing he draws well. You know, I think he's a, he's a horse. He, he might be shy of a group one level, but right. he's definitely a group horse, that's for sure. And um, just touching back on um, she's extreme, Tommy, I know you said, yeah. You feel like um, she's come back pretty well. Um, do you think it matters what the weather does? I mean, I know we got a lot of heavy tracks in the autumn. Um, do you think it matters where she goes if we get a few wet tracks or if um, hopefully, touch wood, we uh, race on some good tracks? 
Yeah, look, she. I don't think it really affects her. Um, she's obviously showed her brilliance on on soft ground, but the way she's been working on dry ground has been quite quite impressive. So um, she's looking to run. She'll have one run into the Golden Rose, and then probably back up a week later in the Flight Stakes, um, providing everything goes well in the Golden Rose. But that's her main aim at this stage. Um, and everyone sort of every year we say filly up against the boys in a Golden Rose, but in, in saying that the fillies had the you know they had the edge on the boys, you know by a, quite a margin um, as two-year-olds. Um, and, and I think they really had the upper hand there. So unless the boys have really strengthened up and come back, you know, you know, three or four lengths better, then she'll definitely uh, measure up quite well in a race like that. Um, you've been aboard Yes Baby Yes the first couple of trials now with Annabelle. Do you know where it's going or what the plan is? Uh, she's probably two weeks away from a start. She's not far. I'm not sure. Um, it could be even like a Mona Lisa at, um, at uh, Wyle. Um, not sure when that is, but as a stakes race, I think it might be thirteen fifty or something like that. Yeah. Um, but she, um, I was a little bit disappointed with her first trial, but it wasn't a heavy, heavy track. And then she trialed the other day at Warwick Farm on dry ground, and and was really good. Uh, and it was in a solid trial. Obviously, in the Congo won it, um, and she didn't only finish a couple of lengths behind him. So, um, yeah, look, she in, in a race like that, she'll be very well suited. Okay. And Numerian won the Q22 last prep, trialed once. You know it pretty well. How is it at the farm? Is it another, you know, cup sort of horse? Yeah, I think they're going to head towards a Caulfield Cup with him, but he's got a lot of options because he can be, he can perform very well from a mile uh, beyond. So um, wet tracks, dry tracks aren't going to worry him. Uh, he feels like he's come back in good order. He's nice and strong, fresh and ready to go. Uh, he did have a good blow after his trial the other day, so he'll take a lot of improvement onto his next one there. But um, he, he's a horse. I think he's, he's definitely gone to a new level this prep, um, but where he fits in, I'm not too sure. So, as I said, the team's got a lot of options with him, but I'm sure Caulfield Cut was on the agenda at the end of last prep. So yeah. um, I can't see why that would change. All right. Well, you said so- um, oh, I'd just say another, another word on Jamea. Um, you, you said he's come back well and... Robin Luke doing pretty well at the moment, mate. You reckon he'll um, he'll come back pretty strong? Yeah, no. Look, um, she's just had that one trial, which is is good for her. Like she's a lot better on the fresh side, that's for sure. Um, she's drawn well on the weekend, so she'll she'll have everything go away from there. Um, disappointing over the autumn that she she just kept you know striking wet tracks. She was really good running third to count to Ruby first up, and then uh, we didn't see her again. So. Um, what I like about her is she had a very easy time over the winter. Um, so she's, she's had that bit of, you know, she's had a good break and uh, she's come back in great order. But um, I think she'll run well on the weekend, but I, I think 1100 is probably just a little bit sharp for her now. She's getting a little bit older. I think 12 to 1400 um, is going to be better suited for her. And, um, you know, like a horse, you know, a race like the Invitation, um, you know, it's something that's, that could be on the agenda for her, but there's, there's a lot of options for her. That's, that's for sure. And right. what about the green machine? Are they going to make the finals? <laughs> I, I don't even think it's about us winning. Uh, I think it's about other teams losing in front of us for us to get in. Uh, I heard Laurie Daly talking about it just before, but um, they've been frustrating this year. Um, I was out with them all on the weekend, giving me a bit of a pep talk, and uh, <laughs> we had a good night. But uh, yeah, it's um, it has been a frustrating year, but they've had a few injuries along the way. Um, but look, they've got a pretty easy road to the finals uh, with the teams that we're, they're up against. I think the Knights, the Tigers and, and there's one other team. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to hope that they can make it in because uh, I think they'll be, you know, they'll be a nice, nice asset for the finals, that's for sure. 
football mate. I'm a Manly fan, so it's been pretty frustrating as well. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm a Manly fan, and Tom's a Storm fan, so he's going all right. But um, what about Art Cadeau? Um, yeah, Artie's going really well. Um, he'll obviously go to the Kosciuszko. Uh, he was first up in the last preparation, so I can't see anything changing there. Uh, he's been in work about three weeks now, and Terry's really happy with him. Um, so he's probably a couple of weeks off having a trial, but. Um, yeah, he's always exciting when he comes in. He, he never lets great us ball. down. And, um, it'll be another great training performance if uh, if Terry can get him to fire first up for Kosciuszko. But I think it's going to be a little bit stronger than it was last year. Um, but, um, you know, he'll he'll definitely get there in good order. A um, couple before we wrap up. Uh, rocketing by. Have you ridden this horse before? Do you think the barrier is going to be a bit awkward on the weekend? Yeah, it is. Uh, only because he can travel a little bit keen and he's better ridden with cover. Um, I was hoping to draw well with him and just lock him away midfield. And he's obviously, we've seen him win a couple of races, especially when Kieran won. It might have been a grip two or a million dollar race on him. I can't remember now, but he burst onto the scene at about 100. So uh, he's better when he's safe for one run. Um, so look, it's not an overly big field. He's not going to get too far back, but he's a horse who's, you know, on his day, he's definitely up with this sort of grade, but he, he has been shy of his best, um, yeah. you know, for probably a prep now. He's running at odds too. Um, we've touched on Jamea, we've touched on Moanga. What about Russian Conquest? The two trials are pretty good. Does he come back bigger, stronger? Yeah, worried with her just with the gait. Um, you know, she's she's a horse that sort of settles at midfield a little bit closer. So from the gate, she's probably gonna have to we're gonna have to make a decision whether we go back or forward. Um, so there's options for her not to run on the weekend and go somewhere else, but. If she does run around, she's definitely working well enough. Her, her work on Tuesday morning was exceptional, but uh, that, that gate's very tricky in what I think is an even bunch of fillies. Um, one horse I just want, last one I sort of want to mention on is a bit interesting horse, that Jai Lay, the O'Shea runner you've got in the last. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I worked her on Tuesday morning as well, and, and she worked great. Um, she just sort of got taken off the bridle a little bit, you know, coming around the bend, but hit the line nice and strong late the other day, but probably just had too much work to do. So... Uh, she sets up really well from a good alley on the weekend and um, she'll enjoy, you know, Randwick nice, big, straight. And um, I, I think she's one of my better odds in the car. Beautiful. Love that. Good odds in the last nine bucks. All right. I think that's me. Tommy, you got anything else for Tommy? No, just um, uh, anything um, anything we haven't seen, Tommy, or any horses um, that are really improved over the, um, over the break that you can uh, steer us into? Not, not off the top of my head, um, but the, the Hawks team, what I will say with the Hawks team, they're, they're very light on with their two-year-old runners um, over, over, the, um, over the autumn. And um, usually when that's the case, they come out firing over the spring with their three-year-olds. So um, I, I just look for the, the Hawks team having a very strong uh, hand in the three-year-old races again. And, and um, there's even a few you know, three-year-olds that we haven't seen yet that I know are going quite well. But... Um, you know, they've, they've had a really good time in Melbourne at the moment. Fire's a horse that yeah. always had a lot of time for, and he's been killing him um, in, in Melbourne over the last sort of, you know, three or four months. So um, probably look to him to make the next level, I think, in, in the group, into that group class. And he's a horse who will probably run an Oakley plate or something like that, uh, which I think then them sprint races in Melbourne with all the options now could be a little bit weaker than what they have been in the, in the past. So um, it might be a, a good race for him. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, mate. We might wrap it there. Thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. It's been good.